Morning everyone and welcome back to the BISP podcast. It's been a while since we saw each other and the last time we were joined by Mr. Kenneth Page, the head of primary, but today we're joined by coach Ollie Bates. Good morning, Ollie. Good morning, Chloe. <laughs> it's nice to see you in a different setting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Normally I see you on the golf course, but yeah. nice to be here. Yeah, a bit of a change. Anyway, let's jump straight into it. How did you start to love the game of golf, Ollie? Uh, it's a good question. I, I got into golf quite early, really through my dad playing and my grandfather and other members of the family. And like a lot of uh, pros or a lot of kids that get into golf early, I started caddying for my dad a little bit and then started hitting a few golf balls. And then finally I managed to hit one out the middle of the club and, you know, and I was hooked ever since, you know, right. I love the game, still, still love it to this day. So yeah, it was great. So I was very lucky really in some ways. Mm. It's a very um, rewarding feeling when you find that middle center and you're like, wow, I can do this. I can play this game. Yeah, I can relate to that as well. Um, and what do you love about it today? How have you maintained your love for the game? Um, I think one of the things that's happened is the game has changed so much over the last, certainly in my lifetime. I mean, I grew up playing with old wooden clubs and, really? you know, the old persimmon clubs. And it was a different game then. Uh, and then obviously with technology changes and then, you know, all the information we get now, we've managed to evolve with it, A, as a coach and B, as a player, you know, so, you know, we have to use the technology to our advantage and, you know, now even I can hit the ball quite a long way these days, which is, uh, which is keeps the love and keeps the interest going. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, embracing the technology and moving with the times helps. Right. And golf is notorious for being constantly up and down. In those in those times, how do you retain your love and stick with it? Yeah, it's an amazing game like that, isn't it? I mean, it's mm. like you said earlier, it's one of the most rewarding games, but it can also be one of the most frustrating. And in my opinion, it's definitely the hardest game. So when you get your ups and downs, I think we all accept that we're, we're not robots, we're human beings, yeah. we make mistakes. Uh, and we train accordingly, you know, so golf is really about recovering from your bad shots as much as anything else. So we learn to deal with that mentally, you know, obviously technique, you know, recovery shots. And it's all part of the challenge, isn't it? And the, the more we embrace that, then the more enjoyable the game becomes as well, accepting these sort of ups and downs, as you said. Definitely. It's like a metaphor for life, you know, accepting the ups and downs and and celebrating your triumphs as well because when you do get it right it's a really rewarding nice feeling and then it makes it worth putting up with all of the bad days i think oh yeah totally and we get more bad days than good days with golf yeah, don't we it's uh, it's just an amazing game like that yeah. yeah and i know that you work on your game particularly at the moment um can you tell us anything that you've discovered recently yeah, uh, I've started training really hard again. I was injured for a while and uh, and through the injury, it made me study a lot more on the way the body works, the biomechanics, uh, which has then pushed me into different areas, different areas of knowledge as well. Uh, my opinion, we never stop learning anything. So, you know, to study again and learn, learn how the body works, certainly uh, and mentally as well. Uh, one thing I've really concentrated on now is moving correctly, moving my body correctly especially as I'm getting older and, uh, you know, I've getting a few aches and pains these days. So I have to really concentrate on make sure I'm moving the right sequences, uh, things like that. Uh, I find it very interesting, the biomechanics side of the game. Yeah. So would you say that in any point of our life, it's 
never too late to bring something on new and in the context of golf to try and change your swing no matter what your age stage of life yeah totally i think uh, i think it's really good that we remain that keep the old traditions of the game i think that's very important and i think obviously with the technology we can we can start to improve players at any age uh, i mean i have some students that are in their 80s that still still improve still practice still play they're still looking for those extra yards or an improved short game so it's never too late to to improve at anything the key thing is is pinpointing the correct area of improvement and then doing the correct exercises that you need you know everybody's slightly different there right so changing subject a little bit what does the average day look like at the BISP Golf Academy? Uh, chaotic most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we can no. testify <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of students out there and, yeah. uh, and we have a lot of ages as well. And one, of, one of the things that I love about the BISP Golf Academy is that we teach all ages. You know, our youngest students are in year two. So, you know, and it goes right the way up. So they're four or five years old, then it goes right the way up to you 18 year olds. So... So the, um, you know, the wide range of students we have make it really, really good fun. So we have the primary kids out there jumping around. Yeah. And then, you know, then we have the intermediates and then we move into the elite players later on. So it's fantastic the way it's scheduled and the way we operate. Uh, I think the more kids we can get into golf and playing and being active, the better. So we try to encourage as many kids to come and try as we can. Uh, so it's busy over there and it's... Uh, I think we're very proud of the fact we're getting more and more kids into the game. Yeah. And do you have a different approach to each age group? Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, like most sports, you know, these days we understand the needs of the physical development and so on and mental. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the younger kids train very different to, say, the older kids, different levels. Uh, depends mm. on the tournament schedules as well for the, for the high performance players. So, I mean, one of the key things for me is to make it fun as well. Okay. I want, I want kids to be out there enjoying the game. You know, I don't want to see it as a, as a hard work and a chore. We want to really get the younger ones enjoying it. Uh, even, the, even the high performance players when they're playing tournaments, the more they enjoy that, the better. Mm. And I think, it's, uh, I think it's important we put that across, that it's a, it's a game at the end of the day. Uh, and we need, to, we need to make sure kids are really enjoying it. And learning obviously about how to play and how to behave so if i understand right it's similar how you teach the all age groups in the fact that you want to make it fun but it's quite different in terms of their needs yeah absolutely i mean obviously the level of players require different training yeah. uh, physically on, on the ages as well so we take that into account and we run we run various different sessions accordingly and have there been any successes at the Golf Academy? Any tournament victories? Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had some great players come through the school here. Uh, I mean, we've had two or three players that have gone on to turn professional. Uh, some have gone on to college, uh, college scholarships. Others are just, and others are just starting to play the first 18 holes as well, which is equally as important for me. But uh, yeah, many successes. I mean, We've been very lucky here that we've had a core of golfers that have been very strong and it's been a real pleasure to work with them uh, and they continue to improve and develop in the in the golf industry so there's certain pathways that we've managed to managed to find through the school so i'm very proud of that i think i think we've been very very fortunate and we've worked very hard to develop them at the same time 
Do you think there's something about the golf program that we offer at BISP that attracts those core of golfers that you mentioned? Um, yeah, I think worldwide now, golf the golf industry has developed so much. I think uh, one one of the things we have here on site at the BISP is our, is our golf area. You know, we've got a fantastic short game area. It is fantastic. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, which although golfers try and smash the ball and want the distance and want the power mm. obviously the short game is still one of the most important um, I, I'm a big believer that all parts of the game are, are equally as important but if you've got a good short game putting chipping bunker shots off different lies and I think we're very fortunate to have that in the school grounds right. so we can always improve uh, and we notice that with our high performance players when they improve the short games the results definitely definitely get better yeah, because yeah. essentially the aim of the game is just to get the ball in the hole, right? Yeah. Sounds quite simple, but <laughs> golfers will know that it's difficult. <laughs> the lowest score always wins. Yeah, exactly. That's something that we need to remember. Yeah. And what do you see as success for BISP golfers? Uh, across the board, I mean, it's nice when you get the success of players winning tournaments, representing Thailand or other countries, moving on to college scholarships turning professional and competing in professional events. That's that's one side of it. And then the other side is actually just learning the game and they have the game for life. So, I mean, some players would be, you know, like, a bit like uh, when players start when they're young and they play all their lives, they'll never lose that skill. And that mm -hmm. can open up doors in business, social life. Definitely. Uh, I think it's just a great game for life. So, so yeah, we have that with players too, which is which is something that we concentrate on as well as the success of tournaments. So any kind of newfound interest for golf is a success to you, in your eyes? Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, Tiger Woods, has, he's just been in, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I think he's responsible for many, many golfers playing, you mm -hmm. know, when it became very cool back in the late 90s. Yeah. And, then, uh, and it seems to be happening again now. I think it's becoming a younger person's sport as well as the old-fashioned old man's game. Yeah. That had that stigma for a while. We're breaking those stereotypes now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everyone across the golf industry is playing a part of that. Uh, and that's what we do at the school. We get, you know, we're getting more players into the game, into sport, keeping them off their uh, iPads and phones and things like that. Yeah. You know what I'm like about that. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just any, any kids doing sport. And I think golf's fantastic because you can play all the way through to the rest of you, you know, all, all your life, yeah. you know, right the way until you pretty much can't walk anymore. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful game in that respect. Definitely, yeah. And on the other hand, does um, golf nurture kind of discipline in students and adults alike? Yeah, I, I mean, I liken it to, uh, it is a game for life. We do learn a lot of discipline. You learn to control your emotions. Obviously, the mental side of it's very important for golf. So I think it's a lesson in life. You know, the etiquette's still there. I mean, even if you watch all the, the younger players, you'll see them when they finish the game, their etiquette is always spot on mm -hmm. at the highest level. And I think it's very important we keep those traditions as well. Uh, in my opinion, in some societies, that seems to be missing. So it's good that we keep encouraging those kind of old traditions as well. Uh, so golf, yeah, it teaches a lot about life, especially I think we mentioned earlier, you know, accepting the ups and downs. You know, yeah. golf is a very, very good way to try and stay in the present, 
definitely it teaches you to maintain that level head because if you lose it on the golf course then it's hard to continue on and play and it might become frustrating so if Mm. you want to keep that love keep going out onto the course then you gotta just about keep it together yeah absolutely and we've all seen people throw clubs and become irate and you, you see that at the highest level sometimes it is a frustrating game so controlling emotions and you know, the mental side of it's very important. Mm. And what character strengths perhaps suit the game of golf? We're very interested in that here at BISP, our character strengths. Yeah, that's an excellent question because everybody's got their own sort of personality, haven't they? And, and we see that in golf. You know, you can get one player that's very explosive and, you know, they, the heart rate's pumping a bit and you get others that are really laid back and a little bit like yourself, you know, very calm and very, you know, very in control. So, and that's something that we can all work on, you know, and I think golf really, really teaches us that and is pinpointing the weak areas in a, in a mental approach to it that really improves you as a person and as a, and as a golfer. So mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a really, yeah, it's a really good question that we're all different. And do you think that we can access other character strengths that we didn't know we had inside us through yeah, golf? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had students that have been taking a long time. I mean, the mental side of the game is, is huge for me. Uh, in my experience, I've, I've been in professional sport from a very early age, and my father was a professional footballer, so I've oh. been around top players, top sports people all my life, and it's very, very, it's amazing when you see the highest level how mentally strong they are, but they didn't just suddenly they weren't born with that some of them you know they had to work at that as much as you work as on your putting or chipping or any other part of your game the mental side you have to practice definitely they're two components that work together the mind and the body yeah don't they? absolutely yeah mm. and that's that really is describes golf quite a lot down there. to a t yeah literally <laughs> pun intended <laughs> um and you are very interested in um the mental side of the game and have you applied that to your own game yeah definitely and I I was never very good at that side of it I was a very sort of aggressive footballer and you know I couldn't understand why the when I was playing as a as a youngster why I couldn't get the ball in the hole and why it was going over there and you know we've had to learn that and then over the years I've studied it you know quite intensively so I I think yeah I mean golf especially is is huge uh and it's not just at the highest level, it's at the beginner level as well. You know, part of the game is understanding how we approach it mentally and mm-hmm. how we deal with, deal with different situations. So, yeah, I, I love the mental side of it. We see huge progress with golfers when they're prepared to work on that. Right. Uh, you know, and it's, it's nothing too complicated, but it certainly helps. And yeah. going back to what you said, you've um, researched a lot about it or... Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are there any um, specific bodies of work that you'd like to reference? Uh, yeah, I mean, I study a lot. Uh, I've done quite a lot of work with with guys that are experts in that field. Uh, we never stop learning in anything. I mean, no. there's always uh, there's always ways to study and ways to improve. That's why education's such a big part of it. Obviously, at the school that helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, but at yeah. The right place. I mean, and I, I study a lot of the top sports athletes and look at the way they've done it. And you can see a lot of them have been through different backgrounds, different nationalities, different experiences. And we can take all this information and we can make it work 
and adapt it to, to our students. So there's no set way. It's finding the right thing that works for that person. And, uh, and I think that's something that you, you know, I've studied, got a lot of experience in now. And, uh, and we're still learning. You know, we're, still, we're still improving that all the time. So I try to apply a lot of these methods to students. Some work, some don't. The ones that, the ones that don't work, then we look, look at ways to improve that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like we said, we're all human beings are quite complex characters. You know, it's, uh, our brains work in funny ways. And it's important we understand the way we work and the way we can improve. So do you mean to say that it's a bit of trial and error to just see what works and what doesn't? It can be. I think we've got a set plan that works. Mm. But uh, I think... Trying new things? Yeah, trying new methods, new ways. We never stop learning and studying in that respect. And sometimes it's it's like coaching golf or coaching a sport. One particular drill might work for one and not for somebody else. So we're we're continually evolving that and improving. Uh, I think mentally, uh, it's amazing now when you look at the uh, the top, say, five in the world in golf at the moment. They're all under the age of thirty, which is the first time that's ever happened. So, so you're getting younger golfers now coming out that are mentally as strong as the more experienced players, yeah. uh, and they're just walking straight onto the PGA Tour and competing and getting some amazing results. So we can see the the mental side is really changing in the game. Yes. Uh, so it's good to see. And you've also talked about that with me about confidence and going onto mm. the course confident and not grabbing a club and doubting, you know, that it's going to go left or right. Or how can we reassure our confidence before stepping out on the course? Yeah, it's amazing that, isn't it? I, I don't think there's one golfer that's ever been on the golf course and stood there and gone, oh no, <laughs> you know, yeah. where's all the, oh, this water over there and out bunkers. of bounds that way and bunkers and. And this whole part of the challenge, I think, uh, yeah, I think one way we work on it is certainly practicing that. And you have to practice like you're going to play. I think that's one thing that's, uh, that a lot of golfers have got wrong over the years. You know, they practice, but then they get put under pressure on the golf course. And it's, in, you know, no one's really sure how to deal with that. So we make sure our practices are very challenging. You know, we, we, play, we get used to playing under a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. We know how to deal with it. And obviously experience counts for a lot there. You know, the more you yeah. play, the more you get used to that. Working on the correct routines, the correct mindset. Uh, also, uh, it comes into well-being, which we practice at the school. Mm-hmm. You know, it can come into sleep, diet, motivation, things like that. So there's lots of ways we can improve. Mm. Would you say that practicing on the course is just as important as hitting a few balls on the range, practicing technique with certain drills? Absolutely. I mean, uh, that's where we play golf at the end of the day. You know, you play on the golf course, so the more access you've got to the golf course, the better you can become. Uh, obviously, practicing on the range and short game is, is equally as important, but mm. you've got to get on the golf course and work yeah. on it there. Because the range doesn't mm. quite represent what the golf course is really going to be like with yeah. different terrains, different lies, maybe. Yeah, you've yeah. got to try and simulate that as much as you can when you're practicing. Right. Uh, and there's different ways to practice. I mean, you could be working on your golf swing, which is one way, what we call block practice. You've got random practice where you're using different clubs and different targets. And then you need some competitive practice as well, where, yeah. like we do, I do with you sometimes. And, yeah. <laughs> and quite often you beat me as well. So If uh, I have somebody else to help me. <laughs> We're not quite at that stage yet. We have some good battles, don't yeah. we, which is great. But so. it makes it fun and engaging. So yeah, absolutely. It's all yeah. good. It's, it's really good when you're playing for something, even if it's a forfeit or a, 
you know, a piece of chocolate or whatever it is. If you play for something, it makes it makes it more fun, more competitive. Mm. And for all our listeners that are considering playing golf, we might have sound, made it sound a bit daunting, but is is golf really that challenging to learn and pick up? Um, in my opinion, no. I think I think you can start and get playing fairly quickly. Mm. You know, maybe not at a great level. But if you're playing and you're getting out there and you're with friends, you're in the fresh air, you're in a beautiful place like we have here in Phuket, mm. then you can enjoy it, providing you're not annoying other golfers. So as long as you learn the correct etiquette, you're playing at a reasonable speed, you know, beginners can actually get on the course fairly quick. Uh, there's a certain level you have to get to. Uh, but, you know, I find in my experience, beginners can pick the game up fairly quickly. Uh, to get very good at the game, that's a different story. Different story. <laughs> you know, that takes a lot of practice and a lot of work. But, I mean, anybody can really play. And I think, uh, I think it's becoming more accessible across the world now where people can actually go out and play and try. Uh, there's driving ranges everywhere. There's good coaching everywhere now. Good mm -hmm. facilities. Uh, less of the snooty kind of right. old places where they, they can be quite intimidating. Yeah, can. So Which I think... That sort of thing is becoming less and less common now. Yeah, it's absolutely. More yeah. Open. yeah, yeah, and especially in uh, in Phuket, it's a great place to learn because the climate's good. You've got good facilities. There's good golf courses. There's quiet times where you can go out on the course and practice and things. So, I think we're very lucky here. We've got a we've got a very good setup in Phuket. Yeah, and w would you say there's a better time to start, or is it any time, any place, really? Uh, if you want to become very, very good and aspirations to be, say, a professional golfer, obviously the younger, the better, like any sport. Mm. Uh, but for anybody who just wants to play, any time. I mean, I, I've, like I said earlier, I mean, I've coached guys, I've had guys in the 70s that are beginners that have mm. come to learn just for a little bit of exercise and then they've ended up playing two or three times a week. Uh, you know, on the other on the other scale of it, you've got a three-year-old, a four-year-old that's starting out. So it's just that's what makes the game so amazing. Mm. And obviously with the handicap system we have, anybody can play against anybody and have a really nice game and nice fun and be out there in the nature and enjoy each other's company. So I think it's, uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's accessible to anybody at any time. Great, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the word handicap that you said, for any listeners that are a beginner, could you just give a brief explanation of what that means? Yeah, it, well, a very, in very simple terms, a handicap is based around the level of golf that you're at. So, you know, there's different systems, but, you know, let's say a pro's handicap would be zero, so your mm -hmm. score would be your score. Uh, it means I could play against you, Chloe. What, what's your handicap at the moment? 17. So let's say you're playing off 17. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you would be going around the golf course roughly around 17 shots worse than me. Mm. So it means I would give you a certain handicap and we can have a game. So we can be roughly equal. Yeah, and then we yeah. can, so we could, it would work out very well. So even if somebody's physically stronger or, you know, or lesser player, you can still play a game against somebody and have a really good match. But fairly. And, but fairly, and yeah, mm. and it makes it very enjoyable. Yeah, it's uh, a great system. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's basically what it is. So, so players can compete against each other fairly. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. Um, and if somebody um, was listening that has never played golf before, has never practiced, but wants to pick up that club, what advice would you give them? Uh, I would say go out and have fun. It, it's good to find a good 
a good professional, a good coach, you know, that can show you how to start. I mean, uh, that's really important. And then really go out and enjoy it. You know, go down the range and whack some balls around and start to, you know, see it as fun. Uh, get the right guidance. And then, you, then as you start to get past certain levels, you can look at that a little bit more seriously. You know, there's, there's plenty of places to play and try golf all over the world. So mm. it's, it's certainly accessible. I think it's affordable as well, better than it probably used to be. Uh, there's certainly all different levels of that. So I would say, yeah, get out there and give it a go. You'd be, you'd be, uh, you'd be amazed how much fun it is for those that have never tried it. Mm, yeah. And um, is there any specific equipment needed? Yeah, I mean, clubs and, I mean, yeah, it's a long, that's a good question as well, because mm -hmm. you could pretty much start with anything. Obviously, to get the right clubs and be fitted correctly really helps. I mean, we're all different shapes and sizes, and with the technology now, it's good to get good to get club fitting and get the right equipment. Mm. But like I said, if you see the right professional from the start or the right coach, they will help you with that. Okay. And it's uh, it doesn't have to be the major expense that what people think. And you can get second-hand clubs nowadays. Yeah, you can get used clubs, you can get, mm. you know, there's all sorts. Most driving ranges will supply you with clubs to try as well. Yeah. You know, so you can, there's no excuse for not getting out there and no, having a hit. No excuse. Yeah, those that are listening, <laughs> get out, there, get out there. Yeah, get out there and give it a blast. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, I think you mentioned this earlier about, you know, we're really lucky on Phuket and in Thailand in general to have such a widespread golfing scene and mm. uh, could you explain what it's like over here yeah i mean i've been i've been very fortunate living here because thai golf has really evolved over the years i mean it's uh, we've always had fantastic golf courses here and the climate's absolutely magnificent yeah and uh, and also the thai golf has really come on leaps and bounds i mean from the professional level the titles now very very professional extremely well run the prize money is pretty good so they're developing some wonderful players uh, and all the other facilities are improving as well. So the level of coaching's got better as well. Uh, so I think, yeah, I mean, in Phuket, with the climate, people say, oh, well, it rains half the year, but it's very, very rare we get washed out. You know, we're normally sheltering a little bit and we carry on. I mean, yeah. you could almost play 365 days a year here if you wanted to. Mm. Uh, which when you come from England, I mean, it's, uh, that says a lot, it's doesn't it? It's a big change, when, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, when we used to play in the winter with all those jackets on and jumpers and gloves yeah. and hats. And, and you when know, you hit the ball, there's like a shock that goes oh, yeah, through your oh, hands. If you hit it badly, yeah. Yeah, I think this really is a great, a great place for it is. environment, everything. Yeah, and mm. I, know, I know the service is good here. You get, you've got mm. your caddies, you've got, you know, I mean, you've, you're playing golf here at a very, very high level golf courses and... Mm. A really nice environment and nice climate and you know i have a lot of time for the thai golf authorities because they have improved things mm. a hell of a lot since i was since i first came here really that's so, interesting yeah it's very good yeah and um do you have a favorite course ollie in thailand oh in thailand uh, oh. or in phuket <laughs> i have many to be honest and they're all mm. different styles uh yeah my favorite course in the world is i love lynx golf Lynx you know, golf. so I've played a lot in Scotland and Ireland and England and on the real coast links kind of, I love those old traditional places like, like you see at St Andrews or your Presswicks or, mm. uh, but out here, I mean, all the courses are fantastic. I mean, as you know, our school program, we go to Laguna Golf Club and they've been very helpful and supportive. We use Lock Palm, Red Mountain, same thing. 
Mission Hills have been very helpful. And, mm-hmm. and then we've got the Blue Canyon here, you know, mm-hmm. the Tigers one on that's, you know, two fantastic courses. So, you know, we've, we're lucky in Phuket. And for me mm-hmm. to pick my favourite, that would depend on who I'm playing with. Maybe just yeah. one that comes to mind. Uh, I like them all, Chloe. I, okay. I really do. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think they're all different. You know, yeah. they're all really different styles. So I think if you come to Phuket, you've got to play them all. Right. You know, and then, because every golfer's going to like a different course. That's true. Yeah, but mm. it's, uh, yeah, we're very grateful for the help we get from the golf courses in Phuket for our school and, uh, yeah. and the relationships we have. Yeah, very So lucky. it's good. Yeah. And um, what makes golf so different from any other sport? Why choose golf uh, to play? I think the fact it's individual and you're sort of playing against yourself and is is one of the is one of the factors i know other sports have that as well but in golf even more so the ball's still you know you've got to get your mindset right you've got to prepare well you've got all sorts of decisions to make and then you've got to produce this movement to create yeah. some power it's it's difficult it's very challenging mm-hmm. uh, but i think yeah i mean when i first started playing golf i was i was a footballer you know and i wasn't i wasn't the best player even though i thought i was at the time i wasn't but we're still relying on other teammates, aren't we? Whereas in golf, you've really only got yourself to blame. Mm. And I know people make excuses and things like that, but it's you really are fighting or playing against yourself most of the time, yeah. which is what we said earlier about the mental side of it. Mm. Uh, and I think the fact different conditions every day, different courses, what we said earlier, you know, it can be windy, rainy, sunny. Yeah. You, you, you're just out there in the nature as well, in the, in the most beautiful places. and. I think uh, I think any of the top players in the world will will tell you you know they they feel very fortunate the fact they can play golf all over the world mm. in these magnificent places and you know it's uh, yeah. it's such a great game for that. Yeah, going on uh, holiday or yeah. just locally, and I've heard many people say, "Oh, I I played golf once, but it just takes too much time." And I think to myself, "But what would you rather do than mm. walk in the outdoors for hours, chat with friends, and just?" hit this ball around this beautiful golf course. Can't think of anything better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you say, some golfers would rather be out there all day. And some of them play like they are out there all day and they're they're a little bit too slow. They're a bit too slow, those guys, but (laughs) they are enjoying it. And and like you said, it's, uh, I look at it like this. I mean, when I play, when I play social golf with my friends, uh, we play most Saturdays with with a group of friends and I absolutely love it. And, Mm -hmm. And they're terrible golfers, you know, but we're out there having great fun actually that's a bit harsh they're not bad some of them but it's like it's it's you know we're talking on the way around we're chatting it's a social day and then mm. we're, we're sharing this great game so it's uh yeah for that it's just a brilliant game to play with your friends family whoever yeah no. it gives something to look forward to and i think yeah. it's like you said it's um a, a social game it gives mm. a lot of social opportunity to meet people especially if you're new on the island Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been lucky. I've played golf all over the world and the friends that we've met along the way. Uh, I was very fortunate to uh, to have played golf with one of my heroes uh, a few years ago. Gary and Player? I, yeah, and yeah. I think he's got the most air miles or, you know, out of any human being that's ever lived. And look what golf's done for him and what mm-hmm. he's done for the game. And that feeds mm-hmm. right down through the system. So wherever you go, you can arrange to play and meet people and there's golf courses all over the world. Most of them are very friendly and welcoming. So as long as you get to a certain level, it's it's easy to access other people. So yeah, I mean, 
I love it. I, I think we meet some fantastic people through it and I feel very fortunate to be involved with golf, really. Mm, wonderful. Um, and we, we've been saying that it is a game for life um, the whole time, but um, when we maybe think about our whole lives in, in our whole life in terms of the length of time, how do we ma maintain our spirit and our love? You know, maybe we'll get down about something else in our life is golf something that we can turn towards to to make things better? Yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, there's a lot of well-being to golf, isn't there? A lot of meditation, a lot of being being out there, and you know, in the nature, you can switch off from life. Uh, I've had various students over the years that have had mental issues and things like that, and we found that golf's been very helpful. You know, I've seen some people where golf has actually made them crazy as well. You know, from not understanding the game or not being able to handle that. So mm -hmm. it's uh, so it's finding that balance, but definitely helps. I mean, it's uh, if you treat golf the right way, it's uh, there's nothing better than being out there. I mean, I have some friends that are keen surfers, and they, you know, yeah, and they mm -hmm. say the same thing. Just being out there on the ocean and the waves as the sun's coming down, it's 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 a similar thing for me for golf. You know, you're out there. I think we've all, always got to have that gratitude to being fortunate enough to play, mm -hmm. no matter how bad the golf is. We can we can appreciate being out there. So right. I think it really does help people, yeah, especially switch off from the pressures of life. Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Would you say um, in those difficult times when things just aren't rolling quite as they used to, that it's okay to take time off and then maybe come back to it when you're ready? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like anything, you can, you can overdo it as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got to know when to have rest, when to have a break from the game. Uh, if it's not going so well, sometimes it's good just to put the clubs away and do something else for a little sometimes bit. Sometimes it is, yeah. And I think every player needs that, whether no matter what level you're at. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just common sense then knowing when to take a break. Mm. It's uh, it's quite a demanding game mentally as well. Sometimes if you're really training hard, uh, there's only a few percent of the golfers that actually do that. But it's uh, you've got to know when to when to switch off as well. Mm. Listen to your like, instincts, maybe. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Or if mm -hmm. you're not enjoying it, then. You, perhaps you should question and look at a different way of doing it. So, yeah. you know, we, we work with golfers on that as well. You know, I'd like to see people enjoying the game and improving and practicing hard. Mm. But also if you it might be time to get down the beach and read a book as well, you know, and mm. just have a little break. So you've got to find that balance. Good coach will help with that. Mm. I like what you said about just a different way of doing things yeah. because I think if you're not enjoying it, it doesn't necessarily mean that golf is not for you, right. but maybe you just haven't been introduced the right way of approaching it, trying it out. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. And there's a big thing that I work on is sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, don't yeah. we? You know, our expectations get really too high or we, you know, oh, I've got this tournament and I've got to do well. This coach Ollie's going to you know, be annoyed with me. And what we're trying to do is get away from that. And we prepare really well. And then you've got to just let it happen, you know. And right. I think, like like we said earlier about the mindfulness and the mental side, it's trying to stay in that present moment, isn't it? Mm. Where you're just enjoying actually being there. Sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Become Sometimes we do become a bit caught up with the results. Yeah. Yeah, mm. results-based, and then we put pressure. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to just enjoy it people <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and try, try your best and concentrate on each shot and then yeah, and then just... you you know switch off till the next shot i mean yeah there was a great uh 
there's a great thing that I've been working on with some of our players. I think I might have done this with you, actually. But when we actually play golf, it takes, what, four or five hours? Mm. Should be less, really. But for those of you that are slow out there... <laughs> But uh, but we That's actually okay too. <laughs> yeah, but we actually only play golf for you know ten or fifteen minutes in that four or five yeah, hours. The rest of it's walking that. and thinking, and so so you've got to find ways of enjoying the walk time and the downtime, and ways you can conserve energy so you're concentrating very well on your shots. So mm-hmm. um, I know top players work on that all the time, and I think when you put it like that, there's a lot of social side to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so so choose who you play with wisely, and okay. we, you know. We, make sure we're enjoying enjoying the game right and how do we um in in those times where maybe um it's not working so so well for us then um can we can we resort to other things or different different ways as in on the course when you're having a bad day or or you mean Um, just 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 on the course yeah so I mean that's going to happen all the time, isn't it? And mm. you see, you see some players panic and think the whole world's going to collapse because they've lost a couple of balls in the water, and others mm. react a little bit better. To, better, and I think you have to practice that. Okay. And I think uh, sometimes I get the blame as well as a coach, you know, for oh, it's that coach's fault for it's changing fault. my grip and <laughs> things like that, which is acceptable. I mean, so I think we have to uh, understand golf is like that, and I think you know when you hit bad shots. You've got to almost accept it and move on. Mm-hmm. If you've got a consistently really bad period, then you've got to get the right advice, mm-hmm. you know, and practice the right things, do the right drills, mm-hmm. get the right advice, and keep being positive. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's the most most important word with anything in life for me is positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a there's always a way where you can get better. So, mm-hmm. if you're having a bad spell, it will get better. Mm-hmm. So seek the right advice. A bit like anything in life, isn't it? You know, yeah. seek the right advice. You can be positive, move forwards, uh, and don't dwell too much on the the bad shot that's just happened. Right. Easier said than done, of course, but we can work on that. And finally, what advice would you give to your past self with the benefit of hindsight, Ollie? Oh, wow. <laughs> we could be here for a long time. <laughs> Turning direction to you. <laughs> uh, personally... I love coaching. I, I love working with all the kids. I love this school as well. So I could say that I'm very content as a as a person, as a, you know, I, I think the situation I'm in at the moment personally is very, very healthy, very good. I'm getting a little bit older, a few aches and pains. But if I was to look back and if I wasn't interested in being where I was now and wanted to be, say, a tournament player, then I would change things. Then I wish I'd have had the knowledge, the advice that we, that we have now. Mm-hmm. You know, working on your mental, your health, your fitness, practicing more, you know, it's staying away from from the distractions, which we've all had, I'm sure, you know, whether it's phones, iPads, other parts of life where you're not training. So I think uh, I think hindsight's very, very easy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm happy where I'm at now. I would have liked to have been a tournament player. I still might have a chance when I start edging towards the seniors, which yeah. is one of the reasons I'm training so hard now. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of work to do on my on my game and so on. But uh, but that's all part of the challenge. I, I think if if there's one thing I would change as a youngster would be uh, would probably be getting and doing a little bit more work on the mental side. Mental you know, side, yeah. How to gain more confidence, how to you know. And I know I know it's easy easy to say the top players, some of them. Would, 
you know they're very strong very competitive others have really worked at that so mm. uh, and it's just finding the right advice the right support team and just going for it you know I mean quite often we don't do things do we we should get up in the morning and just go for it yeah and, maybe uh, sometimes we hang back mm. we're worried about things not going as exactly as we plan yeah and without mm. without putting all, all the pressure because we see at the school I think the school has a really good balance here at BISP where we've got education which is really the main thing and then we've got all these fantastic sport academies mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean you drop your education you just go gung-ho into the sport you mm. have to find that balance and right. and that's the same it's taken me about 35 years to learn that you know and I'm finally getting there in my own life of finding that balance between training really hard knowing when to rest and, and, and concentrating on other interests as well mm. you know I play a bit of guitar, which is which is which is even, <laughs> which is like being a beginner at golf. I'm terrible, but that's mm -hmm. you know we need these down down times to concentrate on other things as well, right? Uh, without all the pressure. So, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, so your three takeaways would be the mental side, looking at the mental side of the game, and and balancing it with other things in our life. Absolutely, and, um, yeah. Seeking advice. Seeking the right advice, and having I think uh, the other thing I'd add to that is having the right support team around. Mm. You know, you, we don't realise until later in life how much our families do for us, right? Driving Friends. kids to school every day, feeding them, you know, taking them to the golf course, supporting them at tournaments. I mean, the commitment parents and families do. Mm. Uh, so if you've got that support network and and you've got great support from the school, uh, which this school I think is particularly good at. Yes. Uh, that's one of the reasons I'm here. Uh, I think then you've got a great chance of having a very healthy life and becoming very good at sport or academically, whichever path you choose. So, yeah, having that support network is important too. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Ollie. We Thank had a great discussion. Thanks, Chloe. It's been things. a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. And thanks, thanks yeah. for having me here. We just it's got good. into a whirlwind of conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it's so, great. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners for listening. If you're a beginner or you're highly advanced in golf, don't be afraid to get out there and be confident. Find your support network, look for advice, and ultimately keep the balance in your life between golf and other things that you love. We look forward to seeing you next time. But for now, take care. <laughs>